Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Build Your Network, episode 64. Hey, this is Thor Conklin from ThorConklin.com. If you want to become a peak performer, you should listen to Build Your Network with my friend, Travis Chappell. You have the ambition, the knowledge, and the experience, but still lack those relationships necessary for achieving true success. Welcome to Build Your Network, your guide to growing your inner circle, increasing your influence, and assisting others in reaching their goals. This is networking the way it should be, brought to you by your host, Travis Chappell. What is up and welcome to the one and only show that brings you tips and tricks on networking from the best experts around three days a week. Although they may not all be in the same field, every guest that comes on the show has one very important thing in common. They believe, as I do, that building relationships is crucial to achieving success in life. I can't wait to introduce you to today's guest, but first, if you have not yet joined our Facebook group, Build Your Network Beta, then you are missing out on some tips and some tricks and everything in between on how to network better, how to build those relationships better. If you haven't joined yet, please head over to buildyournetwork.co forward slash FB to join and be a part of the group, and I will see you there. And now let's go ahead and chat with today's guest, Thor Conklin. Thor is an entrepreneur, profitability consultant, and host of Peak Performers Podcast. 2017 marks his 18th year as an entrepreneur. Through his consulting firm, Peak Performance Group, he trains business leaders around the world to be peak performers. 96% of businesses fail within 10 years. The only reason they fail is a lack of profits. Of the 4% that do survive, many only produce enough profits to break even, pay the owner a meager wage, or provide shareholders below market returns. 
Mr. Conklin's extensive background and expertise allows him to not only identify the specific profitability killers that are siphoning off profits, but work with the business to fix them. He's known as the accountability and execution guy. Thor, thanks so much for coming to the show today, man. Really, really excited to have you. Why don't you go ahead and expound a tad on that intro and tell us more about yourself. Well, man, thank you very much. I sound like the old guy with uh, the Mr. Conklin. Wow, I, I usually don't get that sort of introduction. Thank you very much. You know, I, I think that covers the background. I, I've been an entrepreneur for the last 18 years. I've bought companies. I've sold companies. I actually destroyed a company, which was not a lot of fun. You know, it, it's for the entrepreneurs out there that are listening, you know, you think that you've got everything figured out. And then you get to the point where you try something and you're a fair way down the road in your entrepreneurial journey. It's like I, you should everything should get easier. Right. And that's not always the case. And and that's really why we founded Peak Performance Profitability Group, because it so many companies out there are suffering and they can't figure out how to make profits. And look, let's face it. That's why we're in business. Even if you are giving away shoes to orphans, you've got to make a profit somewhere in order to pay for the shoes. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go back before the 18 years as an entrepreneur. What, what, yeah. what did life look like for you back then, Thor? Well, you know, I actually uh, right after high school, I did not. I was not a great student. So I got done with uh, high school and I was like, hey, I want to go to college. And uh, apparently you've got to do well in high school in order to get into college. Wait, what? So I applied. To, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I applied to insurance school and uh, I didn't get in. And now, you know, you really messed up in your high school years when you can't get into insurance school. <laughs> True story. So I went and they said, like, you know, you can't get in. You're going to have to take some reading and writing classes in a community college and then come back. And that's what I did. Six months later, I showed back up on the doorstep and I said, I did what you asked me to do. I'm back. And they were shocked. They said, no one's ever come back. I said, well, look, you, this is where I want to go to school. This is what I want to learn. This is what I want to do for a career. Why would I not come back? Yeah. And, you know, I think it's a lesson that most people don't follow through. Uh, few do. And just like your background in door to door sales, I was actually a door to door salesman selling life insurance at age 18. There probably you go. the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Probably the worst. Try going out and selling life insurance at 18. <laughs> actually, you know what? I did have a business card that said Mr. Conklin back then. There you go. Yeah. Right. Made, made you sound super official. Exactly. Perfect. <laughs> so tell us, do you have any like crazy experiences from the door-to-door -door days or did you do that for a while? What was the transition from door-to-door -door insurance salesman to getting started in your first business? Yeah. So, you know, I was selling life insurance door-to-door. -door. I had my briefcase. I had my business cards. I had my suit. You know, I looked the part. But at 18, it's kind of difficult going to families around the neighborhood, banging on doors, trying to get leads and trying to get deals done. But I realized something at that moment that in the insurance business, there were a lot of people making a lot of money, but they knew something that I did not know. So that's when I decided I was going to get a uh, degree in insurance, in which I did. I, it's actually uh, St. John's School of uh, Insurance and Actuarial Sciences. So it, it was a pretty legitimate school, but it, uh, it was still an insurance degree. And it served me very well. I got into uh, serving private equity firms. And that, actually, the first company that I started, which was Perk, which is private equity risk consultants, was serving the private equity community with regards to insurance and risk management issues. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors 
according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you. That work by itself is uh, the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Wow. Okay. So graduate high school, no idea what to do. You go interview at this insurance place and they're like, yeah, you need to go back to school. <laughs> so you go back to school, get your certificate, go back to them, get certified. Then you go door to door. At what point do you start seeing money roll in? Yeah, I'm sorry. A little bit different. Started selling door to door, then wanted to go to get an education in it. Went to the college. They denied me. Went to get community college, got some two courses, went back to insurance school. And gotcha, then it gotcha. was a co-op program. And four months after starting college, I was actually then working in a brokerage firm in lower Manhattan. Okay. Got, and, and is that when you really started seeing paychecks come in or? Yeah, that was a pretty okay. cool part about going to college with a, <laughs> a work co-op program. It was They paid two-thirds of my tuition and they actually paid you a salary when you were working. So it was oh, four months on, four months off. It was a great way to get an education. It was really cool because I was thrown into this environment where I had to do literally everything. And, and you know, when we start talking about network later, in the insurance business, in the commercial space, what would happen is you'd have a deal that you were representing, you'd bring it to the marketplace, and there was no rate. They didn't like look at a manual and say, okay, it's a 1972 Chevy, it costs this much money. Everything was negotiated, so it was really cool. And based on your network and your relationships, you know, you were more valuable or less valuable to the client. So how old were you when you started consulting with the venture capital firms? I would have been about 25 years old. Did you have any problems trying to convince people that you were qualified to give them advice? You know, it's interesting because I was part of a firm that we had a specific practice for the private equity uh, arena. They are a highly intelligent group, so you needed to fit the part. I remember uh, my boss telling me one day, he goes, that tie is not going to work. I said, oh, what's wrong with the tie? He goes, no, it's horrible. So <laughs> he goes, you need to get new ties. So literally, I went to like Macy's. I got all these ties, and I said, okay, which ones do you like? He goes, none of them. So literally, he made me go to Hermes. True story. Maybe to go to Hermes. I said, well, which ties do I pick out? He goes, it doesn't matter. You're going to Hermes. It doesn't matter. Just pick any of them. Like any of the ties will work. He goes, yes. To this day, I still have probably about 40 ties from there. Yeah. Oh, man. So, so you had to fit the part. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's the crazy thing is I feel like I feel like now it's a little bit more accepted that there's a lot younger entrepreneurial people coming up. You know, I feel like it's just a little bit cooler, quote unquote, now than it was back then. Would you agree with that? No question. Absolutely. So how did you deal with it as being a young entrepreneur? Did you get a lot of flack from people? Well, you know, it's the first company that I started and people are, you know, always like, oh, you know, thanks a lot. The first company I started, a private equity firm came to me and said, one of their consultants left. And would you consider starting a company and working on all of our accounts? I said, oh, yeah, I'd love to. It was a top five. It was one of the top five largest private equity firms in the world. Their portfolio companies consisted of firms that were in 100 countries, $12.7 billion worth of revenue. Wow. And they said, would you like to represent all these clients? And there was 10 of them that totaled that number. And they're like, I'm like, yeah, they said, great. You have 10 minutes. Go in the other room. Come up with a name. Come up with a business plan and present it to us. 10 minutes? 10 minutes. 10 minutes. I created my first company in 10 minutes, and in 20 minutes, I had a deal done. I was fully you know, booked, and I was for the next four years, I spent traveling around the world working with these amazing companies. Wow, wow. Such an incredible story because it leads perfectly into my first question that I typically yeah. ask every guest about relationship building. Do you believe that what you know or who you know is more important, Thor, and why? You know, it's who you know, period. You have to know something. You know, if you look at the name of our company, Peak Performance, if you look at P-E-A-K, the bottom K, if it's stacked, is knowledge. You have to have knowledge. But what happens is people run around way too much today trying to get from seminar to seminar, event to event, book to book, podcast, trying to get more knowledge. Start executing on the knowledge. Hmm. That's what's important. And you've got to get around people that can recognize that knowledge and help promote and give you the opportunities that are necessary. Look, my first company, would I have created a company and had 10 clients that were doing $12.7 billion if I was working you know, around a guy that owned a restaurant? No. I was in proximity. Hmm. And that's the important piece, the proximity to people that were doing deals that size. Right, would you agree with this then? Would you say that there were probably people out there who were more qualified to run your first company than you were? Hell yeah. Exactly, that's the whole point that I'm bringing into this is like, you told that whole story which a lot of people would listen to and be like, well, if he wasn't good at what he did, then he, then they wouldn't have asked him to do that. And yes, that is 100% true. And like you're saying, yeah. though, that is important to know what you're doing and to be competent and to have that knowledge. But the bottom line is there were probably a lot of people out there, hundreds, maybe even thousands of people that may have been more qualified than you, been in the industry for three, four, five times the amount of time that you'd been in the industry, but they chose you because they knew who you were, because you knew who they were, because you knew the right people. And yeah. uh, that is exactly what I was looking for. So besides that, can you tell us another story about a time when a connection in your life led to a big moment of success for you? Yeah, I was in Las Vegas and I was at an event and it was a business seminar. And it was interesting because I'm standing there. There's about 4,000 people in the room. And I'm looking left. I'm looking right. And I'm like, wait a second. There's a buddy of mine. And there's another buddy of mine. I said, wait, these guys need to meet each other. They don't know each other. And they're a perfect fit for each other. So I'm a connector. That's what I do. I connect mm. people. Yeah. And I looked at both of them. And I said, come together. You need to talk. And one was running to the airport. I said, just spend four minutes and talk. I know you guys. I know what you're looking for. I know what you're looking for. And you guys are perfect fit for each other. So I did that. And about two and a half months later, 
the one guy actually lives in Atlanta with me. Asked me to come to his office, came to his office. He hands me an envelope, and in that envelope was a six-figure check. And I thank you. I thank you for the introduction. I thank you for thinking about him. It was a very profitable relationship for both of them and continues to this day. And I didn't ask for anything. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. doing it to get something. I was, okay, you know, what's my piece of a deal? Right. It was simply that I saw people that needed to meet each other, and I connected them. So important. And I'm sure you I'm sure you were not upset about getting that six figure check either, though. No, you know, it's really interesting. <laughs> There's another piece to this is I had sat down in the beginning of the year like I do every single year. Actually, I do it in December for the following year. And I put down on my goals list that year that I was going to create a new business that was going to produce a number that was the exact number to the penny that this check was. Wow. Now, I had no idea that the new business I was thinking about was, a you know, the connector business. Right, right. But I got that check in December, and 12 months earlier, I had put down on my goal list that that's what I was going to do, create some sort of business. I had no idea what it was going to be. It was just going to be another revenue stream. Yeah, yeah. But I think the most important part of that whole story, Thor, is that you didn't make that connection and also broker a commission check for you if something worked out because – that's something that I run into this a lot with some of the people that I know where they'll tell me about somebody that, you know, they want me to meet because we could potentially do business together. And then, but before they'll do make the intro, they want to work out numbers. You know, they're like, yeah. they're like, you know, so if, if you guys end up doing this and blah, 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 then, then, you know, what do you think's fair to give me to, you know, make the intro? It's like, why do you, yeah. why, why do you have to do that, man? Like, why can't, it just doesn't make sense to me because my mindset is so the opposite now to where, you know, if people can work something out and they don't give me any money, it doesn't really matter. I've added yeah. value to somebody. And now maybe at some point down the road, instead of giving me a check, they give me an introduction to somebody that they know that makes me a lot of money, or maybe they don't ever do anything at all, but I help somebody. So worst case scenario is I helped people, <laughs> you know, like what, yeah. why are you always trying to monetize every single time you connect somebody? Um, I, I think that was probably my, my favorite part about that entire story. So Let's... My favorite part was the check cleared. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's always good news. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what's interesting, that has led to even further involvement with their firm. And at this point in the relationship, that's a small portion of what I received as a result of working with them. So important. Let's yeah. boil it down to one thing here, Thor. Let's say somebody just tuned in and they got to take off in 20 seconds. Yeah. Um, let's boil it down to one tip on networking, building relationships, whatever you want to call it. One tip, what would it be? Intent. What are you going into it for? Hmm. Are you trying to figure out what you're going to get or what you're going to give? If it's what you're going to get, it's a loser's game. So, 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 so true and evidenced by the very story that you just told. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Throughout your career, how important have mentorships and masterminds, like group mastermind settings and stuff like that been for you? Yeah, really, really important. When I was a caddy, when I was in high school, I was a, a caddy. And every Saturday and Sunday, I would do a loop with the same guy. He was a business owner in the area. He was a very generous person. And, you know, for four hours a day, I would just ask him questions about business and life and people. And, and he was the consummate networker. He was just he was like the mayor. You know, people were just attracted to him, and he was just a wonderful, wonderful human being. 
and actually wrote the recommendation letter so I could get into the school. <laughs> so, oh, really? Yeah, he actually wrote the recommendation letter. So with all of this being like just so crucial and so important to get out there, to build relationships, to be genuine and grow your inner circle, Thor, why do you think that so many people just don't do it? Why they don't spend the time to do it? Yeah. Well, I think it's a bunch of different reasons. One is they don't find the importance in it. They are not willing to get in and do the hard work because even networking, okay, does it take time? Yes, it does. And you have to, you have to go in with the right intention. If you go to a networking event and you walk around and you just hand out your cards and all you seem like, you know, everybody feels like prey, right? Mm -hmm. You've Mm -hmm. never been in that situation. It's like, oh, there you are. Yep. You know, doing it properly it takes time, you know, because when you're not going in trying to figure out what to get, but what you can give, that takes energy. That takes time. Yep. And it's not something that's done just once, you know, and then next month I'll do it again. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think that most people just don't value it or they don't have the patience for it or they don't like giving <laughs> or what do you think is like the number one culprit? Here's the way I see most people running their businesses. And I'll give you a visual. Hopefully you can see this. And Let's talk about a pipeline or a funnel. Mm-hmm. Let's use a funnel. So if you had a funnel that was standing up, everyone's trying to figure out how to put more people in the funnel, You know, put in the prospects and how do you get the prospects through networking. And they spend a lot of time throwing people into the funnel. Yeah. And then out of that funnel, how many will become interested? How many will become hot leads? And then eventually, how many will become customers? And what's happening is they're spending all this time up top throwing people into the funnel. Yeah. And then at the bottom, instead of when they come out of the bottom as a client, having someone or being there themselves to hold their hand and walk with them along the customer journey and take care of them and nurture them and then find out from them what really drives them, how they can help them. And then through that, a lot of times they refer people to you. And guess what? The referrals don't get thrown back up at the top of the funnel. They get injected right at the bottom. Hmm. Many times they don't even get into the funnel. I get phone calls all the time. It says, so-and-so told me that I need to hire you. I have no idea what you do. I have no idea how much you cost. But if he's working with you, I've got to work with you. Hmm. So networking works the same way. They're sitting up at the top throwing in random strangers, hoping that it drops out the bottom. But they're not spending any time nurturing and helping the people. So they spend so much time at the top of the funnel and just no time at all at the bottom of the funnel. Correct. And what they're doing is as soon as they get the business card, it's like, oh, great. They throw that one. In. It's like the guy walking around the bar, you know, trying to pick up a date. Right. Mm-hmm. Talking to one girl. And they, she, as soon as she goes, well, you know, hold on, I'll be right back. And then goes to the next and then in the next then the next. It's like this conveyor belt of <laughs> right. It, it's right. like, hold on, hold on. What's your name? Oh, yeah. Business. Card. That's great. OK, I'll be back. And then they're off and they just kind of work in the whole room. It just right. What do you think? You've got to be present. Why do you think people like that do that consistently? Because I have to admit here for anybody listening, I used to be that guy. When I was like 18 or 19, when I first started in business, I was that guy at the networking event. <laughs> and I was the one showing up like, oh, here, let me sell you. And I was, at that time, I was, a, I was a solar salesman. So, hey, let me sell you some solar. Let me sell you some solar type thing. And I would go to you know conferences where real estate agents were, and I would try to like get in with them. But the thing is, I realized so quickly that that is just the complete wrong way to do things. And so as soon as I realized that, I was like, well, I need to figure out what is the right way 
to go about doing this. But it seems like I'll go to a few conferences that are like around the same central theme and see the same type of people around those conferences doing this all of the time. Do you think that they're just literally not aware of what they're doing or do you think they just don't care? No, no, I think they do care. They just don't know what it's like to be present for someone and actually connect. They're doing it in their personal lives. They're on the phone when they're with their girlfriend, their husband, wife. They are constantly, they're every place except where they are. Hmm. And they're not spending the time really connecting. That's what networking is really about, finding out about the other person and being truly interested. And that's not, hi, what's your name? That's your business card. What do you do? Great. Goodbye. Right. That's not speed dating. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not speed dating. What fears do you think you've been able to overcome specifically through networking, building relationships with people? You know, I don't know if I've had any fears that I've overcome through networking, but I always really, come like really naturally to you. Yes, because here's what it is. My form of networking, as, as I said before, is connecting. Hmm. So it's hi, I'm Thor. What is your name? And then I want to know about them. It comes back to intent. I think I'd be nervous if I was trying to figure out how to get something from them. But there's a sense of calmness. There's a sense of connectiveness when I'm just trying to find out who they are. Hmm. My intent's not to get. It's to connect. Yeah. Yeah. To connect. Exactly. I have to ask this while we're on here, Thor. Do yeah. You, does anybody think that you're joking when you say your name? Uh, yeah, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I knew it. I was like, I can't be the only one that saw this and went, that no, no, was such right. an awesome name. That's right. Am I getting punked? <laughs> Especially with the movies coming out recently. I felt, yeah. Did you see, did you yeah. see a spike in interest in your name when the first book yeah. came out? Yeah, yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, man, I had to ask that while I, while I was no, But now, yeah, getting back, getting back to the networking conversation here. Who's the best connector, networker, relationship builder, whatever you want to call it, who's the best one that you have, that you know personally, and then what makes them that way? I'm the best networker that I know. Charlie Weissman, my mentor on the golf course, was a great, great networker. Also, Jesse Itzler. Jesse's the founder of Marquee Jets. He was the guy behind Coconut Water, sold it to Coca-Cola. He's married to Sarah Blakely, the founder of Spanx, the wow. youngest female billionaire. Yeah. He's a great, great networker. He's got an infectious smile. He's engaging. He is, I've never seen him in anything other than a t-shirt. He's done events for us where he's emceed and he's got a t-shirt. <laughs> I don't know if he owns a suit. He can afford one. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> That's the um, dream. <laughs> but he makes you feel special. He makes you feel seen. Hmm. And he's generally interested in what you're doing, who you are. And is very curious. I think good networkers are curious. They're not judgmental. If you ever want to destroy intimacy and connection, judge someone. Or yeah. even have that look of judgment on your face. That'll kill a relationship. So he's curious. And he's engaging. He's funny. He's non-pretentious. Yeah, yeah. It's so incredible to me when you talk to people of that kind of a net worth. And man, talk about a power couple. That's insane. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. talk to people of you know that much influence and net worth, and they never lose that ability just to be a person. That's so so important, even on any level, whether you're a billionaire or you're just starting in business and have five dollars to your name. The ability just to connect with people who are people 
because you're both people is just such an incredible, incredible tool, which if used properly can propel you throughout your entire career. So here's a question I haven't asked in a while, Thor, but interested to hear your answer. If you move to a new place, lost all of your current contacts, what would you do right then to start rebuilding your network? I would have to take a moment because the very thought of that just, you know, freaks me <laughs> out. You know, it's like, <gasps> yeah. you know, I'm the dad, you know, growing up with young kids. It's like, kids, it's your network that develops and has the biggest effect on your net worth. Right. And I'm like, your Rolodex. And they're like, dad, what's a Rolodex? Okay. <laughs> All right. You got the idea. Your contact list. So, so important. So if I lost my first, I go to the cloud and back it up. But if that was gone too, it would be the same thing that I, that I just said before. It would be about going to a Starbucks and sitting down and having a cup of coffee and starting a conversation with someone. And it doesn't matter. I'm not walking in saying, okay, who's the one with the, you know, who's got the Bentley out in the parking right, lot? Right. Yeah. No, it's about just sitting down and connecting with someone and that's what i love to do i love to do that i love people it's completely obvious as well and for everybody listening just so you know i was a couple minutes late to this call because i had a call that came that was right before this that went a little bit longer and thor was patiently waiting for me and then i got on and i picked his brain for probably i don't know about a half hour maybe before we got onto this call and he was giving me some great advice about stuff i could implement into my water business and that kind of stuff is exactly what he's talking about is just having a genuine interest in what's important to other people because what's important to you may not be important to other people and vice versa. And so being able to connect with people on stuff that you don't really think is super important but they highly value is such a useful skill set. And Thor, I'm sure I could chat with you about this kind of stuff for a really long time because you have a lot of really good stuff to say and you have a fantastic network. Thank uh, but you. We're running a little bit out of time, so let's go ahead and move on to something I like to call the random round, which is just a few really quick random questions with some quick random answers. You ready? Yeah, absolutely. This is the random round. What profession other than your own do you think it would be fun to attempt? Uh, yacht broker. They deal with the coolest clients in the world. If you could sit on a park bench with someone, past or present, and talk to them for an hour, who would it be and why? My dad, he's passed. Just be great. How do you like to learn best, books, blogs, or podcasts? None of the above. Do. Give us a glimpse of your morning routine. Uh, 4.59 a.m. I get up. I usually spend a couple minutes in bed before I do anything because I find that ideas flow to me very, very quickly. I have a writing instrument next to the bed that I can capture things, and I start off with a commitment. I make a, a pledge. It's almost like a Boy Scout pledge. I said, I, Thor Conklin, promise to do my best, to do my duty, to keep my commitments, so help me God. And then I have a, a little prayer that says, thank you, Lord, for the day. Please give me the strength, the courage, and the focus to do my best, to do my duty, and to keep my commitments. And I get up, and then I have an audio program that is actually to my voice with some music that is very meaningful to me. And it just, you know, it's kind of the voice in my head. So the voice in my head in the beginning of the day is like, dude, you're a superstar. You've got this, you know, go kick some, whoops, almost cursed. <laughs> <laughs> you get the idea. Yeah. I wonder what I word was out. coming. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> then I, uh, I sit down and I write out my top three goals for the year. What is your go-to pump up song? Can't stop. Red Hot Chili Peppers. I come out uh, when I speak on stage. That's the song that is always on. Can't stop. What are you not very good at? 
what am I not very good at? Spelling. <laughs> spelling, huh? Oh, I'm horrible at spelling. <laughs> so that's that's oh, why they too. that's why they told you to go back to yeah. community college, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Spelling was one of them. Everything wrapped up here, Thor. What is one place online where we'll be able to find you the most? Maybe Facebook, kind of checking in with. I don't spend a ton of time on any of the social networks or. And then yeah. you mentioned something at the beginning of this about a tool or a, a giveaway you wanted to make sure was available to everybody. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. So. If you own a business, and you know what, even if you don't own a business, see, I'm feeling good now. You know, you, you, <laughs> you pumped me up and you said that I'm, you know, I love people, which I do. So I'm going to open this up to both people that have businesses and don't have businesses. And by the way, this is geared towards businesses. So if you write in something that's not geared towards a business, you're going to get the same response back. And if it doesn't fit your situation perfectly, I apologize up front. But a lot of times it does apply business and non-business. If you send me a 50-word or less email to thor at thorconklin.com, it's T-H-O-R-C-O-N-K-L-I-N, and you tell me what the biggest issue in your life or your business is, I will respond back with a four-step process that you can use for the rest of your life that will absolutely annihilate that problem or at the very least move it significantly forward. Please, please, please take advantage of what Thor's offering right now. He has such an insanely diverse and vast bank of knowledge. So take advantage of his offer to you and go to your email, open it up to Thor at ThorConklin.com and shoot him one of your problems so that you can get this four-step process. Thor, thanks so much for coming to the show, man. Had a fantastic time chatting with you. Thank you very much. And I do answer all these personally, so you're not going to end up in an autoresponder. You're not going to end up at the top of a funnel somewhere. So please bear with me. I cannot respond immediately to all of them that come in, but I will get to you, I promise. Perfect. Perfect. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you. That's all for this episode of Build Your Network. Your next step is to visit byn.media slash FB to join in on our Facebook group for more personal engagement, proven strategies and tactics to reach your ultimate goals. That's byn.media forward slash FB. Remember, you're only one connection away. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.